You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser with you till 5.30. Then it's Dodgers at Brewers, Noah Syndergaard on the mound. You remember him, the former Met? He'll he'll take the mound for the Dodgers. Eric Lauer on the mound for the Brew Crew. We'll have that game at 5.30. We've got True or False Tuesday coming up at 5 o'clock. But let's not waste any more time, Sam. It's time for the top five. Take it away, Sam Hauser. Five, four, three, two, one. We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. It's time for the Hinkle Law Office's top five. Hinkle Law Office is representing motorcycle riders across New Mexico since 1990. Visit HinkleLawOffices.com. Take it away, Sam Hauser. I think I will do just that. And kicking things off, it's who's in, who's out. It's who's in, it's what's in. Thursday, the day that everybody's waiting for because we can't get enough football in this country. The schedule release is coming out on Thursday. And according to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter, there are some different addendums that are different from years past that we're going to see in the upcoming NFL season. First up, we have Monday Night Football. Thursday night, Sunday night, we have Saturday night games during in December. Well, in the NFL's quest to lock up every night of the week, one more on the calendar. This fall, we're going to get the debut of Friday night football on Black Friday, which will be uh, November 24th, right around week 12 of the regular season. Yeah, I remember when there were two games on Thanksgiving, and then you were going to wait until Sunday for another NFL game. I mean, that they, they threw a game in at night. I remember like when... College football through it. I mean, I think Texas, Texas and Texas A and M would play like on that Thursday night. It was like, oh, not only now, now we've got a, a third game to watch on on Thanksgiving Day. Well, now you know, like there's the the three football games on Thursday, the two during the day, the one at night. There's a couple of college football games spread out in there still, I think. And of course, the NFL is going to capitalize on that Friday night and just blow it out of the you know what i'm talking about there uh for that weekend and uh there and you know there's more to this keep talking yeah, so to that's me. number one okay number two the entire schedule is a free-for-all when it comes to the television networks all of the networks will be able to bid for any game in any time slot so right now as an example sunday night football is on nbc it's a staple it's a, tradi- a tradition in sunday night football on nbc could be on cbs could be fox could be ESPN or it could still be NBC. Like I don't think we'll, I don't think it'll be a, a Where's Waldo every week, but it's just interesting to note that, you know, who's going to give us the most money? Is anybody surprised by that? That's what it comes down to is the NFL realized that those primetime games, especially now that, you know, you'll be telling us that there's no mandatory number of games in primetime for different teams, uh it, it is going to be a free for all, Sam, and I I think that's a good thing. I think we're going to get better games. I mean, I I know you're not happy about the fact that teams can play multiple Thursday night games, but to me, we you know if you're the NFL, why wouldn't you like see they they have no idea what the ceiling is on what these networks will pay for these different nights, and now we'll find out, Sam. That that that's fair. I. I'm willing to sit back and watch and see where, if, when, where, and how the bubble is finally ever going to burst on this league, and that might very well be it. Because you mentioned number three, teams can, not will, but can have multiple Thursday night games, which 
again, it all goes back to the almighty dollar that the league can't get enough of because, I mean, player, players aren't even hiding the fact anymore. They don't want Thursday night football. They don't like it. It's not good for, it's not good for them. And now you might have teams that have multiple of them. Yeah, and, you know, I, at first I was like, you know, hey, they're making a lot of money. Deal with it, uh, you know, at least for one game a year. But, no, when you think about what how it completely is, it's like Thursday is two full days sooner than they normally would play a day. Right. A game. And the recovery that goes along with it, plus... They're, like you know, talk about you know having your na- your nose into the playbook. I mean, that almost has to start immediately uh, when you're off. You know, you get done with the game on Saturday, Sunday. Everything, your entire schedule, which we talked to Zach Gentry about with the Steelers of like what happens on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, blah blah blah. It's thrown out the window. At, now I will. You know, I'm also a guy that is a glasses half full guy. You are okay, and there is a nice advantage of. Like playing on Thursday and then realizing, hey, I have a week and a half almost before we play our next game. So, you know, it's not all bad. And those teams that are able to deal with it, you can capitalize on that extra time before you play your next game. But I know uh, it's definitely uh, well known around the league, like you said, that teams do not like Thursday night games. What else is going on, Sam? All right, all moving on with who is in. It's the round of 32 in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. It starts tonight. Of course, New Mexico United plays tomorrow in Austin. But before that, he's getting thrown into the deep end of the big boy pool one one day after being named the interim head coach of the New York Red Bulls of the MLS. Troy Lassane uh, will lead New York Red Bulls, taking on D.C. United. Tonight in the round of 32, of course, Troy Lassane, the first head coach in United history uh, last year and this season, he was an assistant with New York Red Bulls, gets promoted to head coach, and one day later, he's coaching his first game. Yeah, and you know he he's ready for it. Oh, of I mean, course he he's, is. He's been around the team. He's been on, on the sidelines for these games. He's just not been the head coach. And if if there's any luck associated with coaching in the Lamar Hunt Open Cup, I mean Troy Lassane has has had some pretty good luck. I mean uh, a number of uh, their wins were in PKs on that run when they lost. Uh, finally in Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, it's just neat. Um, but I'm just glad they're down to 32 teams because this thing started out with hundreds of teams. I mean, I think you had Joe's Pizzeria playing the Chicago Fire, you know, because wow. they had advanced or something like that. Sam's Pizzeria, um, whatever. Now it's down oh, It's down to a real tournament, 32 teams. Can't wait for United tomorrow night, but it's actually starting tonight. And we have a couple of Western Conference USL Championship teams in action, both at 8.30, both at home, and both against MLS opponents. The defending U.S. Open Cup runner-up, Sacramento Republic. They host Colorado Rapids, who United beat in 2019. And then Monterey Bay facing the defending MLS Cup champions of LAFC. Yeah, so I, I've actually been to that stadium at Sac Republic. That's who United played when they lost their last game of the year. And they're on the verge of being considered for, for MLS. And, and their facility uh, would be kind of justify that and they're even working continuously on that no idea what monterey bay looks like but it is ironic that these mls guys that are used to playing in these 
really high-end venues are, are having to go on the road. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I know Sac Republic is a team that people have thought of for MLS, so they're for sure. But we have no idea what it's going to be like. Uh, LA uh, FC, you know, the LA, uh, you know, the, the glitz and glamour of LA are making their trek up to Monterey Bay to play uh, this game that will judge whether they advance in this Open Cup. And we just saw their facility not that long ago because their stadium is right down the basically right across the street from the uh, from the from uh, it's in uh, USC. I'm, I'm I get my USC and UCLA stadiums mixed up, but it's basically right down the street from USC. Uh, okay, from okay. the Coliseum. Oh, I got you. Okay, that's where uh, LAFC plays. Yeah, their stadiums right down the street from the Coliseum. You you made when we went to LA not too long ago. You took advantage of every minute of time you had to go bouncing around and seeing everything around USC. We got back to the hotel. I saw you the next morning. You went and walked to the Crypto Center, had a beer right there, and uh, what do they call that? LA Live? LA Live. I mean, I, 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 mean, I thought about go, going to that game, and that happened to be the game that ended Paul George's season. They lost to the Thunder. Okay, well, you see, another thing. But anyway, yeah, okay, I did not know where LAFC played. Now I do. You were there. What else, All Sammy? right, let's move on to who is out, and it's a college golfer named Tommy Cool. K-U-H-L, very Midwestern last name. He's a fifth-year senior playing for the University of Illinois. He played around yesterday. This is an interesting story. Yes. So I just want to let everybody make sure that you tune in for this one. Yes, I so love this. He plays. He's golfer at Illinois. He played yesterday at nearby Illini Country Club in Springfield as part of a local U.S. Open qualifier where he just goes off. He shoots a course record 62 to get himself into the field of the U.S. Open, a major on the PGA Tour, until he has to disqualify himself. So the course that they played on has aerated greens, which means they have holes punched in the greens to, uh, to try to. Yeah, anybody's gone yeah. dealt with them. You know, there's it, you 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 they it's they got to do it. You know, they have to do it as part of the uh, routine superintendent type things of these golf facilities. Well, this where they're playing this U.S. Open qualifier, they had obviously uh, aerated the greens at some point. Right before then, or not right before then, but I mean, they take a while sometimes to to get all uh, t- into first class shape. Right. So anyway, he's on a course that had been aerated. We don't know how recently, but anyway, uh, there was um, th- there was uh, the uh, th- there was um, yeah, so the, so evidence the, of of aeration. Right. It, the, the greens were aerated, and the issue was at multiple times over the course of his round, he would fix. You know, he would cover up those holes it would fix the aerated spots on the green take out your you know your ball mark i yeah. mean your your divot tool and we've all know, done it yeah of course so so he's he's done he's got his round going after that he goes and follows one of his other Illini teammates who makes a comment about the greens which makes him realize oh wait i can't do that it is against the rules of golf you can fix divots but you cannot fix aerated greens so he had to go to an official and disqualify himself yeah and he said right away and that's the, that's the integrity of golf you love is that he said i would not have been able to sleep if i just didn't immediately tell everybody right. that i was fixing these aeration marks uh when i was trying to you know 
you know, hit putts after lining up putts when I was getting to the green and all that kind of stuff. You see golfers do that all the time. They're trying, you know, fixing different, uh, like, divots on the green and so on and so forth. So, uh, you know, he did that naturally, but then he realized it and he owned up to it and he said it's nobody's fault but my own. What is number four, Sam? So we will make any and every excuse possible to defend our teams. It's it's what we do as sports fans. I will just say, though, if the roles were reversed and somebody who was a Heat fan did this on national TV, there would be people outside of the, the network studio. So Mike Greenberg, long time Knicks fan, Jets fan, everything else. This was on Get Up This Morning talking about last night's heat win over the Knicks. Particularly from Jalen, was how hard it is to go down to Miami and play this time of year. And I know people will immediately associate that with the nightlife and all that. But according to Jalen, there's more than that. There's also just the reality of the temperature change, the heat, the geography, being down there for three days. It sort of saps a little bit of your energy and your strength. We talk about that primarily in football. I know this is an indoor sport. But, I mean, the Knicks, whatever it is, Jimmy Butler is just has, has just destroyed them. So there's your home court advantage. It's too hot and humid outside. Yeah, I and Greeny is catching a lot of flack about that. I mean, there's some people saying that he should be fired, that which is re, as ridiculous as Greeny's comments, in my opinion. Sam, I mean, like, do you think this is a fireable offense? No, because he did the right thing, though. Jalen Rose did bring this up during the coverage of Game 3. So, I mean, he mentioned Jalen Rose. He had a source. And his whether, source was Jalen Rose. But, so you can have a source, but if it was obviously Greeny's opinion based on that source. And he said it very matter-of-factly. Like, it's, like, yeah. It, like, it, yeah, I'm with you on that. And the, the thing about, these guys stay in Rich Carlton's, by the way, Sam. They, they have everything they need within the confines of their hotel. And... In essence, the only time they need to step outside, really, is to get into the bus and go to the arena and get out of the bus and walk a few minutes and get in there. I mean, it's not like they're subjected to, like, all kinds of uh, things outside. Right. So, uh, it's it seems ridiculous to me. Good times. Good times. Uh, and if so, then why, why don't the Miami Heat suffer from that same issue? Because, you know, what, they're used to it? Yeah, yeah right, right. Yeah, the- I mean, again, it's it's both teams are are dealing with whatever the temperature is in that particular city. What's number three, Sam? Three. That's why the Bruins, the record-setting team in the NHL, lost in the first round, too, because they had to go down that way as well. So now they have an excuse, too. All right, we move on to one of our friends around here who we can never hear enough stories about. The one, the only, Jim Harbaugh, the coach of, of Michigan, coach Zach Gentry, still uh, still there at Michigan. John Har- or Jim Harbaugh recently made national media rounds. He was doing interviews on behalf of a group called Skills USA, which promotes trade schools, technical schools, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the question was asked to Coach Harbaugh, if he hadn't gotten to football as both a player and a coach, what skill trade would he have undertaken? His answer? A lawnsman. He wants to be a lawnmower. Well, he finds it therapeutic he is does. what he does, mowing the lawn, which... I feel like can, a lot of people do. I, I agree with that. I don't happen to be one of those, Sam. I, 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 To be honest, I mean, I want somebody else to help me with that, and, you know, I'll figure out a way to make it up, but, you know, doing something else. I'm not really into it, but, you know, here he is talking as the head coach at the University of Michigan, talking about... Uh, that how trade schools and technical schools are a, a great route for people to go, and I can't 
actually argue with them. So there, the thing, what did he say about the lawn mowing again? It, it did three things, Sam? Yeah, it accomplishes three things. I'm clearing my mind or thinking of new plays. I feel good about what I accomplish, and I either make money or save money. The one in the middle, you do feel, uh, you, because it's, it's you could see it with your own two eyes. So you do, you start mowing the lawn, the mo- lawn looks crummy, and even if you don't do a great job of mowing the lawn, it always looks better than when it was started. So, yeah, you get that satisfaction of it. The other things, as far as, you know, saving money, making money, uh, you know, I'm sure he, his, his mind is, you know, going el- elsewhere when he's doing it. So, anyway, what's number two, Sam? We lost a coaching legend today. News coming down this morning that former Louisville Cardinals men's basketball coach Denny Crum passed away at his home. He was 86 years old. Coached Louisville for 30 years, won two national championships, went to six Final Fours, including the fa- the Final Four that was here at the pit uh, with Jim Valvano. And people still talk about that semifinal game, okay? NC State ended up facing Houston in the finals. Right. But that semifinal game against with the two number one seeds, Houston and Louisville, is the game that people talk about. Uh, 94-81, Houston pulled away there. And a lot of people said, regardless of the way the drama was in the final game, the game of that tournament was was that game between Houston and Denny Crum and the Louisville Cardinal. All right, what else there, Sammy? We're still in the very early stages of this, and we're getting a lot of no comments, or we can't comment, so there's not a lot of detail about this just yet. We're going to be following the story as it develops, but the latest allegations around college sports gambling attached to both the University of Iowa and Iowa State with Iowa, uh, we, we have bit, uh, bits and pieces of different information from both schools. With Iowa State, it's it's uh, being reported that there was online gambling being done by roughly 15 student-athletes. Iowa seems to be the bigger one at this point, with the university releasing official information today, noting University of Iowa leadership notified of potential criminal conduct related to sports wagering that also suggested possible NCA violations. They got a tip on this last Tuesday, one week ago, when a handful of baseball players, some of the important players, some of the top players on the Iowa baseball team, were not at the game, and it snowballed from there. When there were over a hundred people believed to be involved in these with the University of Iowa, twenty-six being student athletes. Yeah, and we are going to follow this story. And I, I mean, I, I got to think that if it's happening in Iowa, then. You know, this is something that a lot of colleges, coach to coast to coast, are, are taking a look at. It's not like there's something in the water in Iowa to make this an epidemic, but there's 111 uh, Hawkeyes that are involved. There's 15 or so Cyclones that are and involved. And this comes just a couple of days after the Alabama baseball coach got fired because he was on the phone with so he sent somebody to a sports book to go make bets for him while he was on the phone with him. Yeah, that that I would set are to you the crazy. Uh, yeah, I would set I'm that just one. Just stupid. No kidding. Uh, yeah, and that yeah, the irony of that because Cincinnati was somewhere attached to the city, the city of Cincinnati, which is the Pete Rose whole hometown scandal thing, was somehow associated with that Bama thing. But I'll put that one off to the side. That's something that could have happened at any time. You know, where you hear something like this. But when dozens or hundreds of players uh, are being accused of this, I want to know like 
how they got to the bottom of it, uh, how they had proof of it. It's uh, illegal in Iowa to gamble if you're under 21. And are they like figuring out, like doing some sort of an investigation into these the phones of these students or whatever? You know, it's it's kind of hard to 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 find 111 guy, you know, people that are all wrapped up in this uh, out of the blue. All right, so uh, that'll do it for the top five and five. Nice job, Sammy. That's tonight's Hinkle Law Offices Top 5. Hinkle Law Offices representing motorcycle riders across New Mexico since 1990. Visit com. All right, when we come back, our director of social media is going to tell us all about a promotion where people can win free tickets and United gear and all that kind of stuff. We'll do that when we come back. Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team.